Hello, hello everyone and welcome back to the Merlin Mix. The last time we were in the building, we started our discussion about the E-word, uh, which is expectations. And we got into a bit of conversation about the definition of expectations. Um, Christopher shared a bit about his background, uh, how our expectations form would have been another thing that we spoke about. And some of those reasons would have been family of origin, past experiences, personal ideologies, disappointment, patterns, life cycles, and the like. Uh, and at the end of our last episode, we would have gone into talking in depth about family of origin and some of the things that we would have realized impacted, affected, either or our personal lives uh, in our relationships and our marriage. Chris was given an example about the ketchup in the fridge mm-hmm. and how he was accustomed to putting the ketchup in the fridge because that's how he grew up. And then for me, when we got married, I was just like, why is a ketchup in the fridge? And that was one of those things that, you know, when you get, well, for those of you who are married, when you get married and you come into the same house as your partner, it's where you see all of their highs, lows, and in-betweens come to the fore. So that was one of those things, kind of like the shoes by the door and all those other little things that you hear about or you hear people talking about. Um, you see everybody's, you see each other's habits, rather, come to the fore. Mm-hmm. So today, what we're going to do is just continue the conversation about expectations. Uh, I believe Chris wanted to go ahead and share a bit more about family of origin um, but we also want to talk about, is it wrong to have expectations in the first place? So, t- I believe that family of origin can influence our expectations because of learned behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain values, certain norms, certain mores that our parents, our grandparents, our extended families would have. Uh, sometimes we take on those things as our own. I'm not saying that it's bad to take those things on as our own. However, I do think it's important that in any relationship or in any marriage, you get to decide what your value system is from the get-go and not subscribe to the belief that because my family did it one way, I need to do it that way. So yeah, I, I do feel like family of origin has such a big impact on how we establish expectations in our lives However, I do I do still think it's very critical to set your own expectations, especially when you're coming together and two family of origins are about to pretty much clash in a marriage. Yeah, I'm going to just flip that on its head because I like that you said clash because sometimes people like to paint the roses picture. And I always remember that You can't get roses without the thorns, right? And it's not to say that one person's family of origin is the correct way and the other person's family of origin is the correct way. But coming into a relationship, the beauty and the... um, But yeah, the beauty you now have is creating what your family of origin is going to be. And this is even applicable outside of relationships because there are some norms that we learn in our family of origin that may not necessarily be the most applicable in our personal lives. Mm -hmm. So our mom, our dad, our grandmother, whoever would have done things a particular way, cooked things a particular way, take your shoes off by the door, don't come in the house and do that, go straight and wash your hands. Like There there are particular norms Mm -hmm. um, that we are introduced to as children that stay with us. Some of them are good. 
Some of them may need a little tweaking, mm -hmm. uh, but you only make that realization after you, this is my opinion, after you make a committed and a conscious effort to examine all of the, the ins and outs of, well, what did this um, parental figure say was the right thing? Or what did this person say was the right thing? Because at the end of the day, you know how to apply your own thought process and your own reality to the to the concept of family of origin. But it's really good to know where you come from uh, and use that as a building block, but don't be afraid to make tweaks or don't be afraid to tweak it rather uh, as you go. Yeah. I do believe that there is, and I go back to the clash of family or, of origin again, I do believe there is beauty in clashing. Um, because Is there, there? There are some things that you realize <laughs> Like, why, why was I doing it this way all of my life? Right. And if it was a case that we both came from the same family, it would almost be an instance where you would be in a relationship with yourself. Or if it was a case that you were to marry yourself. And, and the question that I have to ask is, if I were to marry myself, would it be a happy person? Ooh. Um, I'm going to leave that for y'all to think about. But I do think there's beauty in clashing because it helps to provide a different perspective. Mm -hmm. um, and with that said, you, you get to realize that there, there are things that have been established in your family of origin that might not be as efficient as other things are in your spouses or in your, um, your mate's family of origin. Yeah, it just yeah. shows you a different way of doing things. And I think having uh, the right perspective and a mature approach to understanding people's family of origin again this isn't only in the context of relationships and marriage but mm -hmm. even in your friendships Correct. understand that not everybody um may show affection the way you show affection there's some exactly. there's some friends that are low maintenance like i have a best friend one of my best friends uh we became friends the first day of first form um in secondary school over 15 years ago have we spoken every single day of the past 15 years? No. Have I been um, at every life event with her? No. Has she been at every life event with me? No. But whenever we do connect, it's as if nothing really, yeah, space, like nothing yeah. really happened because now we're able to catch up um, on what's been happening. But that may work for our friendship dynamic. There are other people that need more time, more calls, more messages. They want to update you on every single thing and da-da-da-da-da. But that's just maybe how they were raised. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's how it was. They saw their parents talking often. Uh, they were told by their parents or whoever raised them, well, if you have a friendship, you know, you need to call frequently. You need to check in frequently. Yeah. <laughs> and on the other hand, somebody else may have grown up and is like, yeah, you're my friend. Like, we rolling. It don't even matter whether I hear you today, tomorrow, or next week. If I hear you in another three weeks, then it's okay. The value of our friendship doesn't deteriorate, mm -hmm. yeah? Uh, so even in your friendships, it's important to understand the, the dynamics of family of origin because it influences how we communicate. It, influ it, it influences our perspectives. It influences how we think. It influences our expectations, which is the core of what we're talking about. There's, so, there le ugh, there's levels to this thing, yeah. you know? So as you were talking, um, I remember Gary Chapman writes about the five love languages and Gary usually says that usually give out what you want to receive most. Yeah. And I think that it's important regarding expectations not to become offended when someone doesn't mm. reciprocate 
what you're given. Mm -hmm. So just as you were talking about the low maintenance friends just know mm -hmm. or the high maintenance friends, mm -hmm. you may be a person who might need to continuously connect with somebody. But if it's a case that that is not being reciprocated, it is easy to be offended or yeah. it can cause offense in your heart. But yeah. I think it's important to have a mature point of view where expectation is concerned and yeah. to know that everybody is not seeing the world how you are seeing it. And your, and your worldview that you have or has been established by your family of origin is not the worldview that somebody else is going to have. Absolutely. Um, so even when that offense comes, which it will, it's important to take a second, do some introspection, and probably ask yourself the question, okay, why is this offended me? And if it's a case that it's more internal than external, deal with that. Um, and those are things that we we all have to face. But after that is dealt with, it, you can be confident knowing that just because they didn't reciprocate what you gave them, mm -hmm. it's not a case that they don't feel the same way about you or whatever the case may be. It might just be a different viewpoint or a different worldview. It's, it's interesting that you say deal with that. How, how, okay, so what are some of the practical ways that you would say, okay, let, deal with that? What does deal with that look like? Because for those of you who may not know Chris and I, Christopher is very, he loves, I'm trying to find the best way Your to put this. Is cracking he me up. is very, don't take this in the wrong way, but conflict driven. Mm -hmm. In that, if something, yeah, okay. if something happens and it's, it's going to result in conflict or it results in conflict, he's like, okay, let's find a solution. We need to get to the bottom of it. Let's talk it out now. Mm -hmm. I tend to be a little more conflict averse at first. I'm like, you know what? Let me, you give me 10 minutes to process. I need time. Don't talk to me right now. I need time. Yeah. But for the person that may be listening to this, you just said, well, once you make the realization that everybody has a different perspective uh, and you realize that offense, um, you know, comes up in your heart or whatever, mm -hmm. deal with it. How, how do we encourage them to deal with it? What would you say are some of the, the first steps uh, to help that person, one, acknowledge, okay, this person just has a different point of view to me, and two, what, like, how do I manage my response mm -hmm. to that? So one of the first steps in dealing with that and the that that we're talking about right now is offense. Um, I say step one is to take a step back. Um, offense usually causes us to want to blow up on people. For That's some true. for some interesting reason. Some of uh, us. I, yeah, some of us. Yeah. Um, there can be a lot of psychology behind that, but we're not gonna talk about that right now. Um, but I would say one, take a step back. Two, do some thinking. Um, whether that might be processing the feelings of offense and why those came about, or do some introspection as it pertains to okay, this person didn't do something or this person didn't meet my expectation. What is it that is causing me to feel this emotion that I am currently? Yes. Hey guys, it's Chris here. Hope you're enjoying the podcast thus far. However, it seems as though you would have experienced a bit of a technical difficulty right here, which is why we had to cut it, but we're going to keep it rolling. Okay, so we're talking about dealing with that and the that we're referring to right now is offense. Mm -hmm. Um... Step one, I would say, is to take a step back from the situation because usually when offense occurs in the heart, um, it's, it's easy to 
want to blow up on somebody or want to project that onto somebody um, rather than taking a moment to do some internal introspection. So one, take a step back. Two, do some internal introspection. It's important to take a moment to process the emotion that you are feeling and process why an external action made you offended or what caused you to feel that emotion in a given moment. And if it's a case, step three, that you need to talk to somebody about it and get a fresh or a mature perspective on how to handle that situation, I think it's important to do that. Um, if it's a case that you were able to process the emotion all on your own and you came to the realization that, well, this is what I give out um, and this is what I expect to give back, but this person is not giving me that back and I know that we are two different people. We operate differently. That's just how it's going to be. Um, and if you come to that conclusion, I would say that's good. However, if it's a case that you have an expectation and you want it to be met by the other person, I think it's important to have a conversation um, regarding how you were feeling and what you expect moving, moving forward. If it's a case that that person agrees to your expectation and says, okay, let's try to make this work, that's cool if it's a case that their response is, well, this is your expectation. I am not you and I cannot commit to that. That's cool too, because at the end of the day, you can't control them. You can only control yourself and your own actions and your own expectations. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I think one of the ways that persons can deal with that, your words, deal with that. is... By just sitting with themselves, uh, taking time to sit with themselves and examine their thought processes, their emotions, why they're feeling the way they're feeling. Uh, for me, what I found helped me a lot throughout that process, well, two things really. One, just journaling how I felt, mm -hmm. getting it out of my mind and onto paper helped me to underscore what made sense and what was just mumble jumble right uh because emotions can do that sometimes when they're just in our heads correct but i i found for me personally the moment that i was able to realize it with my eyes i was like okay but this doesn't make sense mm -hmm. you aren't entitled to this why are you behaving like that yeah um and it brought it right before my eyes it made it clearer so for good. me to understand mm -hmm. so i would say one, sit with yourself, give yourself time. As I was saying earlier, Christopher's like, let's get to the bottom of this. No. <laughs> and I'm very, I need time. Um, yeah. And we can talk about that another time with regards to how we dealt with conflict and expectations right early in our marriage. Uh, but yeah, so sit with yourself, give yourself some time, think it out. I would then say after that, write it out just so you can get the thoughts out of your head and onto a piece of paper in your journal, scrap, whatever, mm -hmm. to help you realize what's actually happening in your brain. Uh, and so you can sift through it. And then thirdly, another thing that really helped me too with regards to family of origin and expectations was counseling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I am a big advocate for that because there's not everything that you would be able to sift through on your own, mm -hmm. sift through with your partner, sift through with a parent or a friend. Correct. Sometimes it is so necessary to let someone else in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and for me, that someone else was our counselor at the point in time. Uh, there's so much rather information right now going around about mental health and 
that's a whole nother discussion but i've said mm-hmm. all that to say find what works for you and then work it so that's how i would say deal with that if you realize that you have an expectation and your expectation um when it wasn't met like you you got offended and you realize you know you were recoiling and pulling away like that's not necessarily the best approach mm-hmm. uh so yeah face come face to face with your troubles yeah i do want to underscore two things that you mentioned um the first one was take some time because sometimes we can do some things that we regret and the thing about it is that usually when you say something it's very hard to take it back especially if it ends up wounding or bruising that person yes um so taking a step back is important and then you also spoke about counseling which involves letting someone else into the situation um i want to advise you to let everybody into that given situation so the truth is that some expectations can be formed by wounds from our past. Usually it can be difficult for some persons to navigate those on their own. I want to advise you to let everyone into the situation. But if it's someone you trust or if it's someone who can give wise counsel to what you might be feeling this way or what situation that would have transpired in the past um, may be causing trauma for a particular situation that's happening now, I think that's where it it, it will be advised to get someone who is who can give wise counsel just to speak on it and give you some insight on how to navigate the situation. Cool. So yes, that was a mouthful on family of origin, uh, which is literally just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to, or maybe the base of the iceberg, because like I feel like understanding your family of origin is so critical. It is so important to understanding uh, how your expectations are formed. Mm-hmm. So, yes, tip of the iceberg, base of the iceberg, the iceberg in itself, however you want to look at it, that's fine. Right. Uh, but one of the other things we wanted to touch on very quickly before we bring this episode to a close is... The question of, is it wrong to have expectations in the first place? Okay. Is it wrong to have expectations? No. I don't think it's wrong to have expectations. I think when people go wrong is when you have expectations that are not communicated. Um, So say, for example, you have this grand expectation in your mind and you know that it is going to fulfill some desire, some need, or some want, and you don't communicate it but when someone else doesn't meet your expectation, it ends up with you being offended. I think that's where the problem can occur, but. I don't think it's wrong to have expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think having an expectation means you have something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. What I would say though is in your friendships, in your marriage, uh, your relationships, be sure to communicate your thought processes. Be sure to bring your friends, your partner, your spouse, whoever, into your picture. Because I think what happens is persons may re I think persons may revert to having no expectation because they fear being disappointed. Ooh. And as a result, they may not communicate what's on their mind or how they feel or whatever the case is. It doesn't mean that they don't have an expectation, but because they don't want to be disappointed, they don't say what their expectation is in the first place. Yeah. But 
I think you should have expectations. I just think we also need to be conscious of how our expectations are formed and how they're created and what influences them. There's not every expectation that's realistic and there's not every expectation that will be met. But the mere fact that you have an expectation, you expect that you will do well in life, you expect that you'll be successful, you expect this and that's me third. In order to get the end result, you need to communicate, you need to put in the work, you need to make the effort. Uh, to achieve all those other things that you expect, the same goes for your relationships with others. So to me, I think I think those of us who have expectations but take it upon ourselves not to communicate them to others, I think that's just being a little selfish mm-hmm. at that point in time because you want others to meet you where you're at without you giving them an idea of what it so is. So you want somebody you to read your mind. Yeah. What? Even though there's a place for actually knowing your friend and knowing your partner and knowing your spouse, mm-hmm. I think there's some there's a place for, okay, this is something that XYZ would like, I'll do this for them or I'll help them out with this without them having to say explicitly, can you help me with? Mm-hmm. There's a place for that. But generally speaking, I think the commonplace thing to do would be to communicate what's on your mind uh, in a respectful way, of course. Yeah. Agree. Yes. Yeah. It's funny you talk about fear of disappointment because in choosing not to have expectations, I do think that that is something that can come out of that, the fear of disappointment. And I think that's something that might need to be unpacked a little more um, to help realize that it's okay to communicate expectations and communicating expectations, it, it causes you to be vulnerable. Um because there, there is a factor in there of, okay, I can communicate this and it still not be met. Good. Well, thank you guys for tuning in this week for another episode of The Miller Mix. It has been an awesome privilege to have you guys with us on this journey of exploring the E-word. Expectations. expectations. Christopher is really excited about this uh, episode. Well, this series rather. Uh, but if you guys have any questions, feel free to shoot them to us via email. That's meetthemillers246 at gmail.com or connect with us on Instagram or Facebook at csmillac or at shaki underscore Dan. Thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you guys next episode. Bye. Bye.